Good old I need life. I just love the skating and the scene. Rain, rain, go away. All I need is a skateboard today. Board today. Board today. This is the Shetler Show featuring professional skateboarder, podcaster, and All I Need Skate founder, Anthony Shetler. So everyone was, it was hot. Everyone was doing it. Yeah, they're looking for their dad's fucking metal skateboards in the garage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Get on this thing. <laughs> Each episode brings you amazing discussions with interesting people from all walks of life. Kind of when skateboarding clicked for me and you learn some tricks or whatever and you get that appreciation from your peers, you know, the other skaters are like, holy shit, like, yeah, dude, that's rad. Admiration. Yeah, yeah the admiration or the, the affirmation. Real. Recognize real. If I didn't experience those crazy moments in my life, then these great moments would never be as great as they have been. Honestly, like for me, I just loved it. Like I saw those dudes, I saw those videos, and I was like, holy fuck, this is sick. Yeah. This is what I want to do. Alright, what's up guys? Anthony Shetler here. And today is a live Q&A. I have questions from my Facebook and Instagram people. And we're going to go through these. I got some fresh coffee in the Shetler Show mug. <laughs> Sick. She's burning. Alright, let's start it off. First question comes from... Zachy, which is Z-A-C-C-H-Y-Y, and he says, Anthony, how did you meet Jeff Picard? God is a savage. And he also followed that up with, met him in a psych ward, one of the real skaters people I've ever met. Strange question to start out with, but fuck it, let's go for it. Um, Jeff? I don't really know Jeff. He just hit me up randomly. Somehow he got my number, and he would just hit me up at the worst times, always, like, middle of the night or just, like, some time that didn't make sense, you know, or he shouldn't be calling me. Especially because I didn't know him, you know. But, um, he just kept hitting me up, randomly. Sounded like he needed someone to talk to, so I decided, yeah, I'll have him on the show. Because he said he had something to say, so I figured, why not? Everyone deserves to have a voice. I had the platform, he was a skateboarder, um, and I didn't really know him. So I figured I'd get to know him. And uh, recorded a podcast. He said a lot of controversial stuff in that podcast. Dissed some people. Shit like that. I didn't know that was coming. I had no idea. Um, but, uh, yeah. It was a fun episode. It was a little wild. Wild ride, for sure. So, that's... I haven't met him. If you ask me, maybe I met him way back in the day when I was skating out in the Wareham area or something. But So, hope I answered your question, Zach. That's off there. Next question is from Randog82. And he asks, what size tires do you ride on your skateboard? I just recently switched from 50, I actually started out riding 50s originally. Then I bumped up to 51, and then I, I have been riding 52 millimeters for a long time, but I just switched it up to 53 millimeters. And they're a little bit softer, because on the East Coast, where I live, the streets are, like, super rugged. So I got a little bit softer just so it could, like, 
handle that uh, rubble and the crust of the East Coast, and it feels really good. It's surprising I don't lose any of the... I thought I was going to lose some pop kind of because of softer wheels or something, but my board feels like a street board still, even with a little bit softer. So, But yeah, I'm riding 53s. And I've been looking at... I've been trying all different types of wheels. I have some sample wheels here that I'm going to try too, like... I was thinking about doing some all I need wheels, and uh, I just wanted to try as many different wheels as possible. Um, durometers, there's the measurements. Some are soft, some are hard, and I don't know. But you gotta try it all out, I figure, until I decide which ones will do for all I need eventually. Hell yeah, Randy. Thank you for that question. Randog's the homie. I've known him for a while. Alright, next question comes from AdamW.18 from Instagram. And he says, can you laser flip with a clip of you doing it? He's just demanding that I do that. <laughs> um, I can laser flip, but it's going to take me a long fucking time to laser flip. <laughs> probably not. I could probably do it on a hip fairly fast. On flat, it might be a little tricky. And it's going to be sketchy, but I could get it for sure. I don't really practice it. You know what I mean? It's one of those tricks that uh, I just never really practice. I know my homies can do them pretty well. Iggy, shout out Iggy. Joe Sway's got a good laser. Uh, it looks fun, dudes that do it, you know, but not really my steez. Not at the moment. Maybe I'll film one now. Now you got me sparked, I'm going to go uh, probably to the edge uh, skate park and film one now. Alright, moving on. We got a lot of questions. This is the sheet. <laughs> I'll try to get them all and do them justice, so. I appreciate that you guys write in the questions, it's so cool, man. Um, Lime.bz says... What makes a good skate crew slash community? Solid question. Um, what makes a good skate crew is that if you have people that put skateboarding first above themselves, you know, like when you go out on a, when you go out with like a bunch of homies and you guys are street skating or filming or going somewhere, if there's like a bunch of egos and bullshit involved and people are fighting and drama and unnecessary shit, it's just like nothing gets done, you know, but and it's not usually fun. There's politics and bullshit in it. But a good skate crew, like, everyone gets along. They don't have to be best friends, but everyone gets along, knows each other. Can We can all laugh at ourselves. Um, that's a good skill if you can take a joke, because then you can give them, take a joke, you know. Um, good skate community is when people show up, support the events, support the local skate shops, support the local skate brands. Um help host and throw those things, support them, you know, like, people, it's good skate, skate community is when you have a bunch of people that have dedicated their lives to skateboarding, and they found awesome ways to connect with other people doing it, and just kind of build up this community, you know, and passing it on, you know, because skateboarding is, it's generational, it's bigger than just one person, so, yeah, it gets passed on, you know, so, a good skate community realizes that skateboarding is special, and that you have to be good to skateboarding, and then you have to pass it on to the next. And hopefully it's just, uh, you know, it helps, skateboarding helps you guys grow as individuals and together. But a good skate community is just a lot of passionate skateboarders together doing epic shit for skateboarding, if I'm being honest. That's what I think it is. It's kind of, that's a loose definition, but from what I can tell and see, like, where I'm at, we have a pretty sick skate community, and it's a lot of people, they work full-time jobs, but they still make time to find skating, to go skate, and, like, to build up personality, and, uh, and, uh, build up, make friends, and to develop themselves, they skate just to keep them feeling alive, or even as a stress reliever, lever, like, therapy, like, 
people that just love skateboarding. That makes a good skate community. And then if you guys can join together and do fucking sick shit, then that makes it even funner. And if everyone can get down, then that's cool. If you're not too cool for school, you know, like you're not elitist or whatever, but you're just like, yeah, everyone has access to skateboarding and people are different and, you know, do shit for different reasons. Everybody can live. My homie used to always say, let them live, let them live. Because <laughs> it's easy to talk shit on each other, you know, but let them live. <laughs> what up, Brian? Um, Lime Beasy, thank you for that question. That was a solid question. Skate community is super important, you know. You know, if you skate by yourself, it's awesome. But if you always skate by yourself, it's like you really want to skate with someone else. So you can, like, kind of stoke each other out and, like, encourage each other and push each other. And just, I don't know. Skating by yourself is fun sometimes. But most of the times, I'd rather skate with good friends and people I know. And that's, like, what a good skate community is. It's people that you can trust. And they're good people, and they carry their weight, and they skate hard. And they, you know, I don't know. That always stokes me out. Um, next question. Not John Neagle says, Would you rather live here in Massachusetts or California? Um, good question. Um, I'm the right man to ask. Because I've lived, I grew up on the East Coast skateboarding. Got my first board in New Hampshire. Then I moved to Massachusetts, and then I would commute all over, just street skating, New Beth, like every city in New Beth, uh, in, I'm sorry, in Massachusetts, all of Rhode Island, Connecticut, New Jersey, New York, just scouring. I used to ride for Fibro, so I'd go up to New York and New Jersey, even Pennsylvania, and we'd do demos and stuff and just skate all this sick shit on the East Coast. So I grew up doing that, and then I got a chance to go out to California and ride for Birdhouse, so I got to, like, travel with the Birdhouse team, which was pretty sick. Um, heavy crew at that time, it was Willie Santos, Jeremy Klein, Tony Hawk, um, Riley, Matt Ball, Sean Eaton, myself, Brandon Westgate, Aaron Susky. That was pretty sick. And then, uh, so I was living in Long Beach, which is was really nice, in Southern California. And there was a lot of good benefits to being out there, man. The weather's perfect year-round. Um, I kind of miss the weather, but but there's so many spots, though, and there's a huge skate community out there because skateboarding's been going on since, you know, like, surfing and turned on to, like, the sidewalks of California, and people just embraced the shit super early. So, um, but for me, I'd rather live in the East Coast because I moved back. Did two years in California in Long Beach, and it was sick, but uh, I just miss the people on the East Coast. I miss, like, something about it. Probably the weather, too. It's crazy to say that, especially when you deal with the fucking winter. It's, like, rough as hell, but I just... Something about seeing the seasons change and shit makes you think different, you know? You know things are finite. Like, summer's nice, but you know fall's coming, and the leaves start dying, and then when that happens, you know winter's coming, and everything dies, and it's just gonna dump on you. And, but then comes spring. And everything starts coming to life, and it's pretty epic. So, but it gives you like a, a feeling of time, you know. Whereas in California, I felt like the groundhog Groundhog's Day all day long. Every day is the same. I don't know if you ever seen Groundhog's Day with Bill Murray. It's a good movie. Check this out real quick for those watching. People listening won't be able to see, but I bought this little piece of art. It's a spaceship. Sucking up a whale. <laughs> it's pretty sick. It's like painted on slate. 
I was in New Bedford and I walked into like a art gallery and I seen it and dude was super cool. I copped it. It's really nice. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'd rather live in Massachusetts. That's why I'm here still. Taught in Mass right now. There's a lot of heart here. I'll say that much. Um, alright. Skate Straight says, Favorite trick? Your worst bail? Worst bail you've ever seen? Most epic trick you've ever seen? Coke or Pepsi? A lot of questions. But we'll get to them. Favorite trick? Maybe a kickflip on flat. Just when you get like a good kickflip on flat, you know what I'm talking about. It's the best feeling. Just a crispy, solid pop. Not a soggy one. Not a crop duster. But a good kickflip on flat ground. Nothing like it. Going fast, too. You gotta go fast. You can go slow at first, but like once you get a good kickflip and you're hauling ass, such a good feeling. Especially on flat. You ever try kickflipping like after 10 pushes and then just try to do a kickflip? <laughs> Gets a little sketchy. But if you land it. So I'd say favorite trick, kickflip on flat, my worst bail. So bail means I jumped away from the trick. That's what it means to me. So there was a bail on King of the Road. I was riding for New York, and um, let's see, is that frozen? The video's frozen. Technical difficulties. It's all right. I was riding for New York, and um, King of the Road... There's a big, like, 18-stair rail, and that was, like, on the list. And I was all excited, and I went and charged it, and uh, just came up short and landed on, like, the last two stairs. Blew my heel out. Shit hurt so bad. Um, but, yeah, that was scary, because I had to go... It was a steep, long rail, so you have to go slow, pop up, get on, and you still have, like, 12 stairs to go, you know? But I just kind of got up. Hopped over it and just jumped, bailed, fully bailed, straight to my heel. Thing exploded. Couldn't skate there most of the trip. Uh, that was rough. And then, um, so your worst bail, done. Worst bail you've ever seen. What is the worst bail I've ever seen? There's so many in videos. In person, though? Ugh. My friend Corey. My friend Corey was... Uh, Alright, it's not a bail, but it's the worst slam I've seen. My friend Corey is skating up to this... Um, it's like a six-flat one, and he's flying across this parking lot. And he's trying to get the speed to set up Nolly. So he's flying, and uh, the sign we're using over the crack just gave way. And he hit the crack, set up Nolly, mind you, popping off the nose of the skateboard... And he goes to Nolly and he just sticks and he flies over the six stairs, over the big gap, the one at the bottom, straight onto his face. So it wasn't really a bail because he's fully committed. But that was like the gnarliest bail because I was filming and I dropped the camera. I, honest, I honestly thought he died. I was like, oh, he's murked. But um, he was okay, but he had black eyes. Like he hit his face off the ground so hard he had black eyes. Fucking gnarly. Nolly, it'll get you if if you're going fast and you hit a crack. Nolly setting up, not not a good time. All right, we'll move along. Worst bail I've ever seen is covered. Most epic trick you've ever seen. Um, pretty much time, every time I skate with Brandon Westgate, something fucking gnarly gnarly goes down, and I'm really impressed. Um, Corey Goonan, if you go back and watch the All I Need video titled "Thrive Prosper Rise." on the YouTube channel. Um, 
Corey Goonan, that part, he does some gnarly stuff. There's one Ollie in particular where he's going parking lot to parking lot, but there's like a wooden railing at the top. So you have to Ollie over a wooden railing that's like over knee height, over this gap, and then into the parking lot. It's fucking insane. He just looked like he was Tokyo drifting. He'd pop an Ollie and like kind of stretch it out sideways to do it. He's like got bloody hands and shit, but he nailed it. That was like. One of the gnarliest things. Um, Zared has done some gnarly stuff. Zared Bessette, for sure. He's blown my mind. Some gnarly stuff. Uh, and the last question is... Well, not your last, but... Is Coke or Pepsi? And I'm going to say Coke. For no reason. Just That's just... Coke seems more appealing. I couldn't tell you why. Um, why, when did you start skateboarding? Okay. I started when I was 12, 13, and it was because I was just lurking around, and I met this kid, Dale, and he was into skating, and he was super cool to me, super nice to me, and um, right away. I think because I would ask him about skateboarding, he was super hyped on skateboarding, so I asked him about that, and then he was just super cool to me, and he started showing me all the skateboard stuff, all the tricks and everything he's doing, and... uh he let me try his board, and it was so fun, and then I was hooked, and we just became best friends, because he needed a skate friend, and I was super down for skating, and he even got me my first board. So, I was 12, 13, and Dale is why I got into skateboarding. First skate video I saw had to be a 4-on-1, probably. Do you guys even, do you guys remember what 4-on-1 is? Video magazine? Uh, I think they have an Instagram now, and they might be re-releasing them, but it was just like a bunch of filmers, filmers contributing skate footage from all their skate scenes, and they'd curate it and put it into one episode of 4-1 Video Magazine, and they would come out, and they, if correct me if I'm wrong, I think they were all like pretty long too, like half an hour to an hour. And there was different segments, like sometimes it'd be like a Wheels of Fortune where you'd get, you'd fall like an am around and he'd show you some funny shit and skate and like lurk around. And sometimes it was like a team section where a whole team would be doing a demo and uh, they would just put the demo edit in. Uh, interviews, bunch of commercials, like skate brands would do commercials in it and stuff. Um, but it had to be one of those. Those were so sick. And uh, yeah, check those out if you don't know what those are. That had to have been it. First skate video you ever saw. And another thing is Modus Operandi was, I don't think it was one of my first, but that's just a skate video that I really like. It's a Transworld video. And um, so many legends in that one. The music and just the whole feel. And Mark Johnson in that video. Epic. Um, skateboarders who have had the most influence in your life. Um... There's a lot of them, dude. A lot of epic people that I know. I could... Too many in the name, but... Uh, my friend Jeff. He's not pro or am or anything, but Jeff just shreds. <laughs> he loves skateboarding. He's had it in his life for a long time, too, as long as I have. He's a good influence. Um, Aaron Susky, Westgate, all the All I Need guys. Billy Drown, Corey Goonan, um, Kevin Clem, Sam Kermit, Curran, um... There's so many people out there. Just dudes that I skate with on the regs, you know? Skate, yeah, they've all had a big influence on me. 
they keep me sparked. They inspire me. Like, I don't know. And I see them a lot still. Recently, I just went, like, yesterday? No, two days ago, I went to um, the House of Bands in Brooklyn, New York, to meet up with uh, the Fibro crew. My homie Steve R., that is the founder of Fibro, he invited me um, to go skate the House of Bands with him. It was like a private session. It was all Fibro dudes. It was so sick. Everyone was shredding. Me and my homie Evan just drove up there. Four-hour drive. Some car accidents. I'm actually about to put the vlog up. It's going to go up today. Or no, it's not going up today. Maybe tomorrow. I'm not sure. I'll check, though. <laughs> um, next question. I don't know how to pronounce your handle name, but it's O-R-O-K-U-S-A-K-I, Saki. Have you ever fought anyone? Um, definitely, when I was younger. Like, some su stupid shit, like um, middle school. Just mad, punching each other, basically, just to put on a spectacle. That, for sure. But then that ended, and, uh, yeah, that got into a fight more out of, like, self-defense, because I don't really want to fight anyone. When middle school I did, because I was angry and stuff, and, you know, just in middle school. But then once I got to high school, it was, like, 4,000 people in the high school. to inner city, like, way sketchier than where I went to middle school. And I was just like, people get hurt. This is so dumb. What are we doing? <laughs> like, not worth fighting over. Stupid shit happens, you know? Uh, but then just defending myself. Like, it, uh, you ever been out on a street session, like, skating, and someone just gets crazy? A security guard's a little too pissed off, grabs you, pushes you. They think they can enforce the law instead of, like, calling the cops or a pedestrian. Like, I had a dude do that to me at a train station he just kind of like grabbed my skateboard threw it over a fence pushed me like just kind of but I didn't really fight him I fought him with words and I kind of like pushed him you know or he pushed me I didn't push him amazingly um but yeah don't really fight fight stories are pretty funny though sometimes <laughs> if no one gets messed up right Ooh, coffee. look behind me Skateboards! <laughs> Alright, let's see. Next question comes from Makuna. M-C-U-N-A-H... I'm sorry, M-C-U-N-H-A. If skateboarding was no longer an option and no longer paying the bills, what would be your next move? Um, so, I would just work a job. I, I work a job now. Like, I work at the screen printing embroidery spot down the road. Nowadays, I'm just driving a truck around, really, like, visiting distribution and stuff, but dropping and picking up stuff. But I would just keep working. I always, like, kind of like, I like to work, you know? And it's like, um, I want everything to grow, so I don't really, like, live off of uh, what we make from skateboarding. I just invested back into the skate community, into the skateboarders, into making skate videos, into putting more art on skateboards. Um, artists, uh, yeah, just take the money I make and put it back into all I need, which is all those people and all those things, you know? So, um, and I still work a job, but I just have less hours, you know, I kind of balance it out. But if things hit the fan, which you could, you know, if like stuff don't sell or, you know, <laughs> God knows, you know, <laughs> if we went to war or some stupid shit, like we went through the recession, you know, I was getting, so I was getting paid to just skateboard. And then we hit the recession, and then the skateboard money dried up because the brands were like just trying to survive. 
And then I started my own brand, All I Need Skateboards. And then uh, I just got a job. I had savings, enough to buy some boards or t-shirts for the first run. We were able to hustle and sell those t-shirts at skate shops and um, small events at our tables and stuff. And it was able to get us to the point where we could sell skateboards. And we started doing skateboards. And then, uh, but I had a job the whole time, you know, just working a whole bunch, hustling, t stacking the dough to pay bills and, you know, whatever I could save, put into all I need. And uh, we got to the point where we could keep that going and then just growing from there. So, and then I've just taken off some hours so I could work on all I need more, you know what I mean? Like focus on it, you know, because everything costs, you know, it's your time really. So you just got to find a way to monetize your time, you know, <laughs> so but yeah I don't know just keep working on it I would get a job so I could keep working on all I need for sure figure out a way most important stuff for me <laughs> alright so if skateboarding no longer pay the bills or what, what could you wholeheartedly realistically see yourself doing I mean I'll do anything like if the worst situation like if there was a recession again and like no money and everyone had to just whatever I'll just do work works work to me it's just like do what you have to do and the cool thing about work is you can work past it if you work hard enough smart and keep hustling and like make good relationships and earn your keep and people trust you you can like you can f make friends and uh do sick shit you know I I do like I like the screen printing embroidery stuff because it helps me um get in with the apparel and get to learn all about apparel and that's super fun to to know about and be a part of and see all the stuff going on in that industry is pretty wild so and it ties in with skating because um of all i need we do the apparel and world industries we do the apparel and skateboards fashion it all goes together like pretty nicely i think so but yeah but i could see myself scrubbing toilets if i had to you know, I don't want to, <laughs> but like, you can't be above any work, really. Like, when shit hits the fan, just take the work. You know, it's an opportunity opportunity to grow. I think I'm trying to figure that one out. <laughs> oh, drop my pen. <clears throat> bear with me, bear with me. I'm back. I'm back. All right, next question. Ultra fried four oh eight. Have you ever went back to the guy you flipped out on years ago to clear things up or fuck that guy? Laugh my ass off. He writes. Um, he's talking about the train station that I was just telling you about where the guy like kind of assaulted me just because he wanted to police the neighborhood and he didn't, he just kind of like, he walked by me. I was about to film a line. I was in the middle of the intersection, which is stupid and probably illegal, but I needed the speed to get to the fucking trick. And, uh... I really wanted to film this for my world industries part. Um, so I was just like trying to film that video part. And the guy walks by me and he goes, you know you can't do that, right? And I said, yep, that's all I said. Because I know, I know people like to say whatever, you know. They have opinions about skateboarding where you're not supposed to or whatever. And uh, But I, I never want to get into an argument or an altercation. Because the objective is to get the clip, have fun, stack the clip. And, like, get out of the way. I don't want to annoy people either. I try to have the best etiquette I can so the spot... So you're not seen as a nuisance, you know? Even though they're probably going to anyways. Nowadays, maybe not so much, you know? But uh, this guy walked by me. And I said, yep, I heard you, whatever. I just said, yeah, that's all I said. And then he went and sat down, pretending like he was on his phone. And then as soon as I went, threw my board down, he ran up and, like, chest bumped me. And, like, grabbed my board, threw it over. And, uh... 
surprised I didn't hit him, but I just kind of verbally assaulted him with my mouth. <laughs> I just like he could. I just kept talking at him, basically, kind of like putting him in his place. I guess I was a bully, sort of. But just you gotta think. I was skateboarding focused. I was not rude to the guy. I he you know I said one word to him, and then he felt the need to chest bump me, grab me, and like throw my skateboard. It's like if I walked up to him and grabbed his fucking cell phone and just kicked it across the road, you know? Just because I said, you, there could have been a sign saying no cell phones here or something, you know? Like, I could have done it. That, that, that was a justification. I just said, go call the cops. Like, you're not the cops. You don't police people on the street. Like, you don't touch people. You know what I mean? Because I was like, what, do you want to fight? Like, why are you touching people? You know what I mean? You never know who's out there, too. Like, I wasn't... I'm not a sketchy, crazy dude, like, so I didn't even hit him. But, like, I know some people that might just knock him out, you know? Like, you don't lay hands on someone. If you don't think they should be doing it, call the cops for sure. Let them come and, you know... If it's not, like, a violent thing, you know? Like, if it's someone's just skateboarding, it wasn't like I was committing, a, like, a crime where you're hurting someone or anything. That you might have to step into, but kids skateboarding, like, just leave them alone. If you're really annoyed, go call the cops. The cops will come and handle it. Don't try to get... It's like some people just are having a bad day, and they just want to let you know, you know? And they're just ready for a fight. And it was that type of thing. And I was having a stressful time, so I just kind of verbally abused him. But I never went back. Because, <laughs> uh... I don't know. If I saw him, I'd say sorry and hi, you know? Like, I'm sure he's not a bad dude. Just, we both had a bad day and got caught on camera. I think 4 million views, over 4 million. That's was one of them. Crazy. <laughs> that one's off. Next one. Ron Diggs asks, can we talk etiquette? If you're hitting a ledge and say you nollie flip or kip a nose grind and hit the last three inches of the ledge, can we all, can we call that a bonk? It seems like a lot of super tech tricks aren't actually grinding. Reference Ave in photosynthesis epic video. Ave shreds. Um, for a simple and great example of a real grind. True. Ave has some of the best controlled long grinds that have gone down on tape. These are facts. <laughs> um, so, is there a difference between bonk versus grind? I mean, you answered your own question for sure. There's a huge difference between actually grinding a trick and just bonking it. If one's better than the other, I couldn't tell you. Sometimes I see, like, some dude do some crazy bonk 180 or something, and just that day, that moment, I'm like, god damn, you know? So sick. But then again, to hold a backside nose grind forever is, like, epic. Or a back tail, like a long slide, long grind. I, I prefer a longer grind than just a bonk. Honestly, like, if I was gonna... I like bonks on certain days. I think you're talking about, as far as people just, like, barely... Like, that's their whole video part, is just little bonks and not actually grinding. <laughs> I feel like you should grind it a little bit. Don't cheap out just because it's easier. Maybe just hold it long, too. There's something about holding a grind that is, like, really fucking good. It feels really good. Ron Diggs, you get it. <laughs> They'll get it, too, someday, you know? Maybe they can't. Maybe they just got the bonk game on tight. <laughs> Who knows? Some people skate mini. Some people can skate can skate street. Some can do both. I don't know. But dude, backside five O's held forever. Such a good feeling. Any grind, seriously, you hold forever. There's something really rad about it. Feels really good. Next question. I need more coffee though. 
I just got some Pete's coffee. It's pretty good. I'm working on getting a podcast. Uh, I reached out to um, Steve Caballero and Jason Jesse. I'm hoping both those guys, I can get them on the show. Uh, I'm just trying to figure it narrow out the time. I think they'll be so sick. <laughs> That's a little uh, something coming, hopefully, in the future. All right, John Algerian says, if that's how you say it, I hope I pronounced that correctly. Yeah, man, love it. Question, real talk. How much money do pro skateboarders make ballpark? Like, what are the contracts like and whatnot? Walk us through some of the business behind it. We never hear that stuff, and your podcast is the most honest, straight-shooting skate podcast out there. Thanks, man. Okay, well, I can only speak for myself, really. Well, nah, fuck it, let's go. Um... I'll, I'll tell you what I made in skateboarding. When I was um, an amateur, they I was riding for Birdhouse, which was, like, you know, pretty lucky because Tony Hawk, you know, he has, like, sponsorships, endorsements, even outside skateboard money just because he's, like, an icon and, like, he's able to um, put a lot, into, a lot into skateboarding, you know? Like, he's able to support skateboarding. So we would do these epic trips. They'd pay for our apartment. We had a van, gas card, um, and that was just an am, so... And I think I was getting a check. They got, they hooked me up with Split, so I think I was making like $1,500 a month from Split. Or maybe it was more. At that time, I don't remember. Maybe two grand, Something like that. And then, um... But that was good money. I'm not going to front. Man, two grand a month is nice, right? Like, you can pay your bills. You can save a little. You can, like, live, you know? Like, you know, you gotta, you gotta be frugal at times, but that's, that's no joke. Just the skateboard, that's really rad. And Split was, like, a skate surf company, so it wasn't just skateboarding. So it had, like, people liked it in both genres, I guess. So it had, like, a little extra money, I assume. That was fun times, because uh, Billy Mar, I rode, I rode on Split with Billy Marks, Pat Rakestraw, Johnny Layton, Terrell Robinson. All those dudes were so sick. They were probably getting paid more than me. <laughs> Who knows? It's just, like, kind of what you negotiate, really, you know? If they want you to ride for them, you can kind of say... You know, or they'll just be like, I've had people be like, yeah, this is what we can do for you. Like, you in, you in, okay, make it work. And the contracts, it was just like, a, as an amateur, it's just the contract, you sign it, but really it doesn't mean that much. You know, like, you sign it. it what means more is your relationship with the people that you're working with, you know? Like, an amateur contest, based content, because you're not really getting paid that much. At least I wasn't then, you know? Um, yeah, I don't know. So that's what that was. And then... Riding for World, I made a little more money, but I had, like, boards out and shoes and would get royalties from the stuff that was sell, so that was epic. And I got a bump in, like, pay. I think it was, like, uh, I was probably getting, like, four grand or something like that a month. And just um, skating, saving the money. But it's crazy because, like, the contracts thing, it doesn't, I said it doesn't mean much, but it doesn't mean much because they can cancel them after six months. At least in mine, it was, like, if you're injured for six months or longer and you haven't put anything out, they have the right to, like, pull out of the contract, basically, you know? That's what mine said. And it's like, okay, well, six months is a long time to be injured, I guess. But tough, that happens. When I had vertigo, I had to worry about that because I was out for, like, six months. But my friends were there, you know what I mean? So they weren't, like, looking over this contract. They are just, like, they saw what I was going through. Charlie Thomas... RP Best, shout out, those guys are the best. And they knew, like, I worked hard and contributed a lot, so they weren't, like, looking at a contract. Like, so, but, yeah. and I But I know people, like, Chaz Ortiz probably made a shit ton of money. There's people that, like, 
for whatever reason, uh, a brand will pay them so much money, you know? And whether they're, like, you know, in a, in the magazines all the time, videos, whatnot, like, people get legit sponsors and then they pay them a ton of money. But the problem with that is, like, you gotta know what to do with that money. <laughs> you gotta pay taxes on it, too. A lot of pro skateboarders fell for the tax thing. They didn't pay their taxes. They got all this money, which feels like free money. And, uh... But you gotta save for taxes, because you're an independent contractor. So they pay you, but they don't take your taxes out. So... That's kind of what that is. I mean, really... It, the, my sponsorships were people I knew and were friends with and I trusted. And, like, sometimes, you know... And they, we all worked for, like, big companies that were corporate at times. Like, I wrote for Z York. It was owned by, like, Mark Echo Iconics or whatever. And the paycheck's coming from Echo. And, uh, you know, sometimes shit just doesn't work out or you end up leaving a team. Like, for the Z York thing, I just went to, um, what did I do? World Industries. They offered me to skate for them. And they wanted to turn me pro, which was pretty sick. So, um... But, like, everywhere I've been, every team I rode for, it was all my friends. And sometimes the checks were coming from someone from, like, a corporate office. And uh, sometimes money shrinks up and you all have to, like, do something else or go to another place or um, stuff like that. It's like, as long as you're with your friends, you guys have open conversation about it, make it happen. It's good. But recession hit and then that kind of hurt, like, all the sponsorship stuff. Trippy Stoner, what's your favorite spot you've ever skated in Massachusetts and outside of Mass? Uh, in Massachusetts, I'd say Boston. Like, I mean, there's so many spots around here, but like, if you go scour outside Boston and Providence, it, that's Rhode Island though. But Massachusetts, scour outside and around it. There's so many spots. There's so many cities too. You can go to New Bedford, Fall River, everywhere. Brockton. There's so many spots, man. Everywhere. It's so sick. Uh, outside would be probably overseas, like Spain was beautiful, Portugal is amazing, uh, China is insane, it's sick to see all their skate culture and all the people out there and how they do it, and then to see the different architecture and skate spots and how it's built, and it's like so exciting when you go somewhere else too. Um, but yeah, no particular ones, it's just cities, man, I like skating around whole cities, just... Federico Bucheri says, If an alien from space came down whilst you were skateboarding, what would be the first trick you would show to him, and him or her, and why? Um, okay, so if they were coming down, like this one, um, and they showed up and I had my board, it would be a tray flip, for sure. Are you kidding me? <laughs> now that's if I would want to give him like a, maybe an ollie let's be honest an ollie because the ollie's endless if you can show someone how to ollie they're gonna have so much fun on a skateboard you know once you learn how to balance and carve and then you get the ollie it's just like there's so much to do after the ollie there's so many tricks that open up because you learn how to pop it and you build up the muscle so like if I pass that on to a new culture and they gotta have a bunch of fun sessions with their alien friends then uh, I wouldn't be mad, dude. They would be fucking. They'd probably get some clips, clips, make that new video with the homies. <laughs> um, yeah, Ollie. I'm going with Ollie. Let's see. Wolf God, is there a true way to edit and film skateboarding? I'm a filmer trying to find my way 
with the skateboarding crew and in our video that we'll be releasing soon my filming evolves and editing too but is there a certain way to do things or is it whatever you're feeling um i'm sure there's like certain ways to film and edit there's certain uh, things but for me it's always just been whatever whenever and i've slowly improved my filming and editing because like i just like you know, when I first started filming, I was super excited and I wanted to finish it and get it all together and I would miss like little things I could do to kind of make the clips flow better or to like get the timing right or to like placement of the clips and with the song and like, cause you're over, you might be overexcited just to get it out there and show people and like, and then like, you know, you get better over time filming too. You find like different ways to film, pan in, like you know how to pay attention to different things. But you should definitely just be in tune with your surroundings and what you're doing and who you're filming and um, capture it however you feel really, however you feel represents like whatever's going on, you know. Um, organics, I think it's organic to film like that to just kind of get, it's like in the trenches, you're down in there and you're just like lost in it and you start looking around, you're like, this just popping off and then you start trying to figure out how to film something and capture it and you know like, you see the stuff in the background and the audio and like, there's a lot to it, it's, such, it's so fun to film. And then the editing process for me is like, just kind of sit down, lay stuff in a timeline, put it in order so it makes sense in a sequence. And that's 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 not easy. Like people like to think that might be an easy thing, but you gotta sit down and you gotta shuffle things around sometimes, and you gotta kind of like you gotta watch it a few times, you know, and just really dig into it, and then place it in. You gotta create. You're creating something. So, and then you find the song. Usually, I raw kind of clean up the footage, the clips, get them sort of in, like loosely based how I'd like them, and then I either have a song already or I'll search for a song that I'm just like feels like captured the mood of the session or the skater or just has some sort of appeal for that moment and then I put that in and I start moving the clips around and finding like where it goes with that and figuring out audio stuff and it's like but it's such an enjoyable process when you get done and you're stoked on it and and one thing about filming and editing is like you can always take your time with it you can like Sometimes I'll edit something for a few days. I'll just keep coming back to it because, like, sometimes you're when you, you get into the work and you just want to you want it done. But it's like you gotta remember that it doesn't have to be done right away. You can take you can take a few days and like really go back, look at it again, look at it again, see, move it around. Like it, those little things. Those are that's what makes the edits a little bit better. You know what I mean? Because you can come back at a different frame of mind and take a peek at it too, and it just adds le levels and layers to the filming and the editing too, you know? Um, but yeah, good song, good editing. Uh, I don't think there's any particular way, dude. That's how I've managed to do it, but people, people do it differently. You know, my homies do it differently and whatever works for them, I'm sure, you know? And there's definitely stuff that they'll teach you in like film school that could help you. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to do it, but or always do it, but, um, good question, thank you, Wolf God, I love filming and editing, our YouTube channel is just full of skate edits, man, it's like, burn my eyes out, watching and listening to these things, but, so good, Skate Factotum says, what's the best, worst thing about skateboarding right now, um, I was, I saw this question earlier, on Instagram, and I was trying to think about an answer for this, because like in my head, I'm like, I don't. There's nothing really bad about skateboarding to me. 
but I'm trying to see if I'm just being, like, biased, because I really like skateboarding a lot, that I don't want to see, like, something bad in it, you know? But, um... And trends is weird, too, because, like, there's trends that go up and down or whatever, you know? And that annoys me, but I wouldn't say it's bad. It just annoys the shit out of me when everyone's doing the same trick, the same clip, and it's just oversaturation everywhere, and people are just cloning each other's style and clothes, and and they do, half the reason they're doing it is because they think it's, like, successful or, like, they're emulating what they like, and everyone likes the same thing, and, like, it's, I don't know. It's weird when it's too clony, you know, like... I don't want to say that's the worst thing in skateboarding. But, yeah, that gets weird, you know? But as long as people are super hyped, like, you know? Imagine if you're super hyped on something and everyone just got into it and just super into it. Sometimes you gotta switch it up, I guess. <laughs> skateboarding is random. It's like... Uh, it's crazy. Um, best thing is that people are skateboarding a lot, you know? And, like, there's a lot of events going on. At least in New England, I'll tell you that, right where I'm at, there's so many skate events every weekend this summer so far, and just popping off, we got events coming out, we got uh, a fall brawl coming in September, that's going to be gnarly, we got our New England Am in November, that's going to be intense, and we're switching that up to runs, so it's going to be single runs instead of jam format, um, but first fall brawl, and then, you know, we got Go Skateboarding Day event at Framingham coming up. Tons of skateboarding events, so that's like I love the events because I get to film the sessions and edit, and I get to skate in them. And like, usually everyone hangs out for the day. There's some food, music, some humor, some gnarly tricks and stuff. So that's one of the best things is just meeting up with everyone, and getting to skate, and everyone's there because it's a day off basically, and you all get a skateboard instead of work. You know, it's like good day. So. Um the worst thing I feel like I should just say the a worst thing in skateboarding just make one up the worst thing is when it's not even in skateboarding it's just in oh shit sorry just in life when you meet someone and they're a dick or they're just like super absorbed about themselves and ego egotistical and they think they're better than people or you know or if someone's having a bad day it's like the sometimes it's just bad you know not everyone's always like that but um the worst thing is assholes. <laughs> but sometimes you're an asshole yourself, so... Fucking... You live, learn, figure it out, bro. <laughs> Alright, Tristan M4L says... Do you think downhill races... Downhill skateboarding as a whole has a main... Has a future in mainstream skateboarding? Um, mainstream skateboarding? Fuck yeah. I think that's where that is. I think that is mainstream skateboarding. People bombing hills and like... It's gonna probably be in the Olympics... I'm surprised it's not in the Olympics already, right? So maybe it isn't mainstream because street skating's going in. I don't know. But it seems like downhill skateboarding would fit in with the Olympics more than street skating. But I don't fucking know. Um, yeah, why not? People love skateboarding. I bet there's a huge population of people that do downhill skateboarding. It looks fun. I'm not going to lie. I'll get a leather jacket on, some leather gloves, catch me sliding down those hills on my back on the leather, sparks coming up and shit. I'm going to film that for a vlog. When we go to Robstock, we're going to Robstock, I think, uh, in August. I'm going to bring a leather jacket or something and just fucking fireworks, bombing a hill, just like <laughs> sliding downhill. Like, you guys, when you have the leather on, you could just lay back. If you start power sliding, you lay back on the leather. It's not going to tear you up. So maybe I'll get some uh, sparklers and... Charge that in slow-mo, have Kevin following me. I don't know. 
My homie Mike Gerard does a downhill um, Central Mass Skate Festival. It's coming up too, actually. They have an Instagram and Facebook. You should check it out. If you like downhill, it's insane. They bring out the hay bales and it's in this sick ass town and the videos are always wild. It looks like people are having so much fun. It's insane. And they do like a little mini ranch street section too that I skate with the homies as well. But this year, hopefully, I'll make it to the second day and be able to go check out the downhill stuff. Uh, do I think that downhill skate is mainstream? It's, I think if they want it to be, go ahead. If someone wants to do it, go ahead. <clears throat> go right ahead. I don't even know what mainstream is. Is it being on a Wheaties, Wheaties box? I wonder. But if you love skateboarding, any version of that, and you want to like build up community and share it and like make it popular to the point where everyone wants to be a part of it, that's fine with me. Like, go ahead. Um, Stagoon says, is there ever a time in which it is necessary to go full jabroni, or should one never go full jabroni? That's a solid question, Goonan. Goonan knows this because we, t we say jabroni all the time. I don't know who sparked the jabroni term, but jabroni's kind of like, I don't know what it really means, but what I've always understood it meant is like, don't do something too stupid where you kind of, you're kind of meatheadish, like. Uh, like, ooh, I'm just a jabroni, you know? So, uh, and sometimes you go full jabroni. You don't want to go full jabroni. You never go full jabroni if you can help it. You know, like half a jabroni, maybe? But full jabroni, like, you want to avoid that at all costs, but no one's above it. People have hit full jabroni, especially on skate trips, you know? The dude you'd never expect a jabroni, full jabroni. <laughs> Good, solid question. Will Gabriel, which do you like doing more, nollie or fakie tricks? Solid question. Tough question, but solid question. I'm going to need coffee for this one. Um, nollie. That's so fucked. I don't even like choosing. That's, that's how, like, in my head I'm like, I don't even want to pick between nollie and fakie because I like them both. Is that stupid to say? Am I not picking? Do I have to pick sides? <laughs> um, no, nah, but I'd probably do more nollie tricks, if I'm honest. I used to like nollie way more. Nollie flips and nollie heels and like... Because nollie's getting closer to switch, you know? Oh, the live stream's still going. She's fading in and out. Sorry, YouTube. Hopefully it'll keep recording. Um, but I used to do a lot more nollie, but now I'm starting to like fakie again. Fakie back lips is such a sick trick. It's so hard, but it's super sick. Technical difficulties. Um, there we go. We're back again. I'm probably just not on the Wi-Fi. Bear with me for one second. I want to try to help out YouTube. This is not a perfect science, people. We're figuring this out. They're trying to make me update it. Come on, bro. What do you got going here? Um, Clyde Singleton. Think of Clyde Singleton when you think of fakie. Do yourself a favor. Go go look up a Clyde Singleton part and learn about why fakie is sick. I'm going to do that. I'm talking to myself. So, yeah. But I'm still sticking with Nolly because there's like Nolly. Nolly gets you closer to Switch and certain tricks I just favor. Like I love a Switch tray. Nolly tray. Oh, I love those. Fakey, fakey tray feels good too, though. And regular one. 
See? Can't even pick. Fuck me. Duck Fat Skateboard says, if you could bring back any skate shoe, which would it be? Solid question. Um, cost in one. That's it. That's it. Cost in one. I used to skate them all the time. I used to get flowed from S. I was super hyped on S because of Minik Mahdi, obviously. Like, that video was insane. Uh, PJ Ladd was from this area, and he was rocking S, and he put out, like, one of the gnarliest parts that was just, like, you know, timely. And uh, Tom Penny. I mean, just run through the people. Ardo was on there. Like, Minik Mahdi, Rick McCrank. Uh, so many dudes. But, um... That cost one, I skated so many pairs and colorways, super sick. My favorite colorway would be the black with the gray gum, which was sick. Or, ooh, the, gr- the brown gum ones were sick. They had, like, a baby blue one that was really sick. Yeah, cost ones, so good. Um, John Algerian said, oh, he's talking to Randog, not me. Next question. Uh, what up, Dev? My homie Dev says... Anthony, if skating was illegal, would you still skate? Well, Dev, I'm pretty sure, like, skateboarding is illegal, like, in some spots, like, in the cities and stuff, because, like, some cities won't let you skateboard, you know? I still do. <laughs> like, they're going to have to catch me and give me the warning, you know, and then I'll leave. But, uh, yeah, so I would. If they made it illegal, like, you couldn't skateboard at all, that's insane. I wouldn't want to even live in that world. The fuck out of <laughs> that would be a bummer that'd be like a dystopian future where skateboarding is not allowed you know that would be crazy they do that though like that might be a drawback of the olympics you never know like because you see like basketball players or whatever like i don't know it seems like it the more they normalize it the less they want you to do it in the streets you know or something but i feel like that side of skateboarding will never die because skateboarders are just natural natural like inquisitive like they like to lurk through crust and find nooks and crannies of spots and creative stuff and it's not like it's a like it's a court or you know like not like you know like certain sports where you have like basketball you, you have this pretty much always the same basketball court or like tennis they put you like in a box and it's organized and there's all these rules and shit like a normal sport you know but like skateboarding is like kind of free outside that and that's why we like to lurk around cities and find aesthetically pleasing stuff to skate and like film video parts with music it's like self-expression too it's not just the sport you know you can box it up they do that for the for like um purposes of uh building a business and making money and putting on a show and like people invest in it and all this and it becomes a thing but like it's cool i don't mind it like a street league or something or even the olympics you know but like skateboarding is more multifaceted than that it's more has it's more complex it's more depth than just a normal sport so so um yeah i would still skateboard if it was illegal (laughs) i i already have and i'll continue to because skateboarding is free you know you just can't box this up fool but good question dev that was solid man and uh i was hyped that we filmed that clip at the edge of the day that boneless into that bank that was sick it's kind of like a street spot there because they took the masonite off on the pyramid. It was just like this rugged uh, wood underneath and it just hit all hard and stuff. Deb, you killed it, homie. That's in one of the vlogs, the one that just went up. All right. Bigaroo says, Anthony, what is the best skate spot you have ever skated? Someone else already asked that. So um, I'd say just lurk around Massachusetts, man. All these cities are full of stuff. It's ridiculous. And not even just Massachusetts, but really wherever you're at. Like, 
if you're in the middle of like nowhere, find a city, man. Go to the closest place where people are and like people are building, doing construction, and like things are changing. The thing on, about the East Coast is like the weather hits and everything, nothing lasts forever, so they have to rebuild and they change stuff all the time and they add new stuff. So like our landscape, our skate landscape is always evolving. That just made me think of Nate Sherwood. What up, homie? Because he always says skate stuff like. Uh, he puts he slips the word skate in with every word, just because he's awesome. <laughs> what up, Nate? Um, but yeah, our skate landscape is like uh, pretty sick on the East Coast. So pretty much any city around here has so many spots. You can learn on them. You can find spots from like three stairs to like sometimes there's cracks. You gotta bond to them. You gotta get wood, sign, whatever you gotta do to make a spot. But sometimes those are the best spots. You know what I mean? So. That one's answered again. <laughs> Lunch with God says, What's one of your favorite Westgate memories or a sick story? Keep killing it, man. Love the podcast. Lunch with God, good looks, man. Appreciate that. The positive feedback means a lot, man. It's sick. I love doing this. I like going back and forth with you guys and having this like uh, little community where we can talk about stuff. It's so epic. And uh, the questions help a lot. You know, can't do this shit by myself. You know, need some friends. <laughs> uh, so, Lunch With God. Shout out. Good looks. Favorite Westgate story. I'm a lucky individual because I've been friends with Brandon for a long time. So, I have a lot of Brandon Westgate stories. Uh, but, again, dude, every time I skate with him, he's just super funny. He always does something on his board that blows your mind, you know? But, like, a good memory with Westgate is, like, picking cranberries at his house he's got cranberry bogs and like he invited me out and he paid me for the day just some cash like day labor just to come help him i would have done it for free but still he hooked the homies up like come pick cranberries we help him out because he needs some people working with him and it's just like a good day you know what i mean we hang out have a few beers sometimes podcast after that talk shit he's got like the funniest sense of humor for sure um when he was younger, he doesn't really drink that much nowadays. When he was younger, we definitely got pretty fucked up together. And just like, we're traveling around the world just being goofballs. This one time we were in, uh, I want to say China, and we were really messed up, like really drunk, because we were overseas and you could get into the bars, like, eight, I think, like, in, didn't, the age restrictions, like, very loose in certain parts. And, uh, we got drunk, and then we were walking back to the hotel, and, there was a bunch of people and a piano, and I just, like, got on the piano, and I don't know how to play piano. And Brandon's just dying, which is, like, encouraging me more just to fucking sing and, like, play the piano. And it's because we were in another country, too, and we were so faded, and it was another country, and no one could understand us. So I was like, I'm just going to let it rip, like, because normally that's a ter terrifying concept, is to get on stage where everybody can understand you and see you and you're just like blowing it but since i was in china and no one knew what i was doing or saying it just looked ridiculous but like it was probably so alien to them i just fucking jammed on that piano for a few seconds and brandon was like all on the ground rolling <laughs> yeah that's a good one he's seriously the closest he's like the closest person to me like a brother Besides my brother, so like them too, you know, like he might as well be my brother. Burns the man. All right, Splat Reeves nine asks, "What future do you see in All I Need in the next few years?" So he's asking, "What what do I see with All I Need happening?" 
I can tell you that because I'm dreaming and we all can dream and you got to be able to see it first. That way you can work towards it. You got to have like a aim, you know, you got to aim at stuff and you got to pay attention and focus on those things and nurture them. And so that's what we try to do with all I need. So uh, I'll tell you what my I can shadow forecast for you real quick. We're technically right now working on our third full length video. It's already started. I've got some clips. I just filmed another line. I was stoked on um, Sammy Skate. Shout out. Filmed it, filmed it and killed it film with Dan McGrath recently too so we're gonna have our third full length skate video titled Good Eye so all I need Good Eye and um that's gonna be heavy we're gonna have full parts from everybody it's gonna be a, it's gonna be our gnarliest video to date cause we're all on the same page and everyone's skating super hard and um I don't know I'm excited we've done two videos already and just to add to the, to the legacy and to like with all these homies and the brand's only grown and I've met more people and um, so we're gonna have that coming out when the weather starts to get rough but so like I said we have the fall brawl coming up in September and that's gonna be insane because it's at the Edge Indoor Skate Park it's the largest skate park in New England 30,000 square foot skate park that everyone comes to in the winter like we'll have epic judges we'll have um, it's going to be heavy. We're going to have 14 and under division. So if you're 14 and under, that's you. 15 and over. 15 and over means 15 and up, as old as you want. And then we'll have ladies jam. And that'll be sick because we did that last year. So that will be our fall brawl. That's coming up in September. I'll post a flyer soon. That's going to be insane because every year, tons of people come out. It's full of energy. We get the fucking music cranking, the PA. We got Ramsey out there on the PA. I'm on the PA announcing all this stuff. It's madness. We see some of the craziest skateboarding go down, and uh, the park's got everything. So, like, no matter what type of book, whatever you skate, whatever you favor, we got it. And that's going to be a jam format. So, I see that coming up. Uh, we have Made on Honor Market with Narragansett Beer coming up. That's a two-day thing where... We go to their brewery and we hang out and we uh, set up a table and sell some all I need stuff, make friends, drink some beers. That's pretty epic. Um, hopefully more art, more skateboarder, more skateboards, hopefully more apparel. We are designing some stuff into the future, you know, like looking forward. Um, we just put out some new stuff. with uh, We got new hats out right now. And... Um, but yeah, so I, I imagine good things, man. We just work at a pace that we can handle more vlogs as well. So like, I love filming these vlogs. So that means we got to do skate trips, you know, like more trips, more travel, more humor, more jokes, more time on our boards. Um, and just healthy, happy, hopefully, you know, like, and no tragedy. We'd like, it'd be amazing if we could escape some of that, you know? So, but I, I see things being awesome man. we, you got a picture of the future for sure. You got to plan things in the future and work towards them. So we have a lot of cool stuff uh, in the works, you know. I can't wait for the next street session, man. Honestly, I'm just sore. I need to not be so sore. That's all. As soon as I'm not sore, we're back on it. Solid question, though. I see it growing, man. I see all I need growing. Growing and involving more people. And as a brand, I, I hope that it grows to be able to employ more skateboarders that can work in retail or warehouse work or artwork or team manager stuff uh filming photography um definitely artwork and you know amateurs and pros i would love if we could grow it to the point where we could like pay people to work on all all i need full-time you know like focus on skateboarding and 
create, help grow our YouTube channel. That'd be amazing, dude, if we could, like, figure out a way to, like, keep our channel growing and add into it and, like, have people that we, we can pay to film and do that stuff. So, like, we're just hustling and trying to figure it out. Everything we make comes from our heart. The All the apparel, all the art, everything's discussed with everybody, and we just kind of, like, we just hope it keeps selling and growing, you know, and it's been doing awesome. So, and just try to be at a modest pace that we can handle so we don't fumble it, you know. You got to focus on all I need. You got to focus on what you need and, like, take your time and grow it. So, um, but we have plans. I see visions. I dream about it every night. I've done it with other companies, you know. Now I just want to do it with some, like, for, with my, my own company, with my friends, you know. Like, before I did it with these big companies, and luckily my friends were there, you know, but we didn't own it, you know. It was just sometimes it was a big co company like Z-York or even World Industries at that time was owned by a corporation, you know. So, like, we had to fight sometimes to get what we wanted done, you know. But, like, with all I need, we can do whatever we want because it's just us. It's just skateboarders. It's just everybody, like, everybody that's involved with the brand or that hangs out that I know, like, people give me advice and help me, like, all you guys do, too. You help it grow, too, like, by sharing and connecting and doing these questions and, like, you help it all form and keep it going, you know? So, like, all you guys are much a, a part of all I need is, you know, is anyone. It's crazy. So, I just hope we keep growing and opportunity keeps happening. Thanks for that question, for real. Um, Charlie Mosca, what is your favorite skateboard memory? Um... Pretty much every weekend, we have a new one, man. It's insane. I'm not going to lie. Like, I mean, some weekends you have a bad weekend or whatever. You're sore. You get hurt. Like, whatever. Still, like, not a bad memory. Out skating, hanging out with people. Last weekend was amazing. Got a clip that I didn't know if I could do. Watched the Young Bucks destroy it. Everybody on All I Need in World destroy it. Um, we filmed Sick Vlog. I got to actually edit it. Um, just need to get a little more time. but Or I got to be a little more patient because I'm still working on the other one. Um, but yeah, every weekend, man, memory-wise, like, skateboarding, my hard drive is, like, full, my memory hard drive, like, my camera and my brain, you know? Favorite memory, though? Maybe turning pro. Turning pro is, like, a big deal. Um, just my friends helped that happen, you know? Shout out to everybody at World Industries, RP Best, Charlie Thomas, Andrew Cannon, like, too many people to mention, man. Derek Fukuhara, Timmy Knuth, Mike Franklin, like, um, they just helped me get my board. And I've been working for it for so long, and it's, I know it's cliche and corny to say, but, like, it means everything to me. Because, like, I don't know, we had something awesome, dreamt that shit up, worked towards it, got the pro board, my friends gave it to me, surprised me, shared it. Like, so sick, dude. Gave me a tour. We did, a, like, a board release tour. That was way sick. Um, definitely one of my fondest memories. But honestly, like, if you go to the All I Need vlog, it's youtube.com forward slash All I Need Skate. And, uh, dude, if I go back, because I've been filming these. It's nonstop vlog-wise. I'll go back, like, two weekends ago, and I'll just rewatch, and, like, I'm in a memory again. It's fucked up. It's so cool. It brings me right back. The sounds, the visuals, the feelings, everything comes fluttering back. I've been doing the vlog for years now, like, deep. I, I've been doing it early. Just like this podcast, I was, like, an early adopter and just kind of... I was hyped on this shit, you know? Like, I just the idea of connecting with each other and creating stuff and sharing is just so cool to me. And um, But if you go back to the YouTube channel and search through there, man, for sure you can watch me make an ass out of myself. For sure you can watch... Um, 
me grow and those around me and the styles of people and the tricks and like our all our trips we've done like you can go back and it's not all skating it's antics and fun and like lifestyle and like uh, I have so many memories like in my head but then I also have them on hard drives and on the digital web you know they're digitized now um, a lifetime even more than a lifetime I was filming we were filming stuff on uh, VHS mini DVs there's that stuff too, you know? We like adopted, skateboarders adopted this technology stuff early for sure. It's crazy. I think because it's complex and like to skateboard, like you have to kind of like be, you don't have to be orderly, but you have to be able to balance a lot of things at once and handle a lot of variables at once and put them together like poetry in motion to do the shit. Like to just, so it's like, it's kind of like with the internet, it's like so much stuff. You just have to be like spastic a little bit and maintain it. Um, Coop Pack 299 says, where's the best spot to park near Lynch Family Skate Park? That's a good question. Last time I went there, there was no parking, so I don't know what they're doing. Construction work, because there used to be a parking lot, so it's a good question. i got to find that one out, too. Without getting a ticket, that is. He says, I use First Street Garage. Good luck. I'm going to have to use First Street Garage now. Um, Big Coat GP, uh, GBP says... What are the best and worst skate parks in Mass, especially especially being that there were so many made in the late 90s and early 2000s of the half-cement, half-tar? Yeah, man. If you look through Massachusetts, if you go through Massachusetts and uh, go to all these prefab parks, they're just, like, all the same ramps. They, like, they took molds, basically. Someone who didn't skateboard basically, like, looked at a skate ramp and was like, oh, yeah, it's just this. And he made generic molds of like a pyramid that's too steep uh quarter pipe that's uh, and then they put it on ground that in the east coast grounds the ground moves because the weather you know because it gets hot and cold we have winters and shit and plows and stuff so all these prefab ramps that are all the same just plopped on like tar and then they just shift and there's a cracks and you have to bond them and the, the ground is so rough and it's a skate park so um there's a lot of those around but skateboarders are epic and they have that DIY spirit and they go around and like buy concrete, do fundraisers and they fucking pave on top of those things and make them smooth and add some fun shit or like, so, you know, we kind of save the day on that one. They turn into kind of DIY spots instead of just like shitty skate parks, you know, which is epic. Just recycle, reuse, you know, well, my favorite park's The Edge. Uh, just because of all the events, all the people, the skateboard lessons, it's indoors, and we need that on the East Coast in the winter. Um, and then there's just tons of street spots everywhere. Alright, we got three more, and then I gotta go. But I'm gonna get a little more coffee right here. I'm still here, don't worry. Alright, Michael McKenzie says, Was there ever a time skating was a job more than a passion? Yeah, I kind of went into that already, but definitely. Uh, or, yeah, let me elaborate on that. For sure, there was times where, like, I was getting paid to skateboard, and I felt pressure by companies and by people to to work, I worked, I pressured myself to work too hard too, but like there was times where it felt like work, like I had to go on a trip and like I didn't even want to step on my board, but like we needed this or that or whatever, and like it felt contrived almost, you know, but um, 
And at that time, it did feel like work, you know? But whenever that happened, I would just kind of say, fuck it and go do whatever. Like, I don't care what happens. I gotta get away and just, like, skate by myself. Like I was saying earlier, I was like, I love skating with people. More so nowadays. But back in the day, I'd like to skate by myself sometimes, you know? Because I wasn't able to, like, control my emotions and, like... I just, like, needed skateboarding to myself for a while so I could, like, get my thoughts together, you know? And then when I meet people, and it's just, like... So that I used to be more antisocial, but that all kind of went away now, I feel like, as I got healthier and got more secure and comfortable. and Because um, I grew up in a crazy situation. Like, my family background, I've gone into it before. I'm sure you guys know. But, like, definitely had a lot of issues. And skateboarding helped me work through those to the point where I could be more social and, like... And it's to the point now where it's amazing. Like, I know so many people, and it doesn't bother me at all. It's amazing. Whenever I see people and they connect to me and talk to me, it's, like, so sick. And then those days that if I do have those days, and they they come few and far between where I'm just kind of off, you know, I'm better at expressing to people that, like, hey, I'm just having an off day. Like, I'm just going to, you know, hey, what's up? But I just need my own time, you know? Like, I used to not be as good at that. But, um, yeah, there's been times when it felt like work. But it's all right. Makes you have good discipline. I like to work. Not all the time, but I like to work on things I love. <laughs> um, Scott Listenfell. These are from Facebook, by the way. These questions. These last three. Scott Listenfell says, asks, who's your all-time favorite skater, Vert slash Street? Street skater, I'm going to say Aaron Susky is my favorite skater. Hands down. Aaron Susky is my favorite street skater. Original. No one has a style like him. Uh, just watch his video parts. The dude loves skateboarding. He never did it for any other reason than the fact that he loves skateboarding. And it, it shows. He's been very true to himself as far as a skateboarder. His essence. He's like Susky. Like, you, you just watch the video parts. Like, ask anybody about Aaron Susky. Dude's a legend. And my favorite skater. There's some love for you, Susk. Um, vert skater. Ooh, that's a good question. Vert skater. Because vert is kind of evolved. It's like the game's different nowadays. Vert used to be just a half pipe back and forth, right? So let's go through that. Like, I don't know what generation that was. 2000 something. Favorite vert skater would be Mike Frazier. Mike Frazier is unbelievable on a skateboard. And he's a legendary dude, too, like, from what I hear. I'd like to meet Mike Frazier. Or, I know Mike Frazier, but I'd like to sit down and record a podcast with Mike Frazier. If you guys know him or look at his Instagram, put the word in. Say, you know, you should go on the Shetler show because that would help out. And Mike's the man. I think me and Mike gambled together before. I might be mistaken, but I feel like we gambled at Skate Park of Tampa before. But, yeah, Mike Frazier. <laughs> Vert nowadays is, like, crazy because people are skating these concrete parks. Like, skate parks have evolved into, like, insaneness, you know, to the point where the Olympics are like, let's do this. I wonder if they're going to have, like, a mega ramp or something in the Olympics. Someone look that into that. Another favorite vert skater, Bob Burnquist. Unbelievable. Unbelievable skateboarder. Google him, YouTube that guy. Did shit no one has ever done on a skateboard. It's insane. From Brazil. Alright, last question. We've made it, people. We've made it. These are some solid questions. There's a few repeats. That's my fault because uh, I printed them out and put them on a piece of paper, as you can see on the YouTube. Uh, I should have kind of went through them once more, but I didn't realize. I mean, they kind of helped me get it all out, so I appreciate the doubles. Uh, last question. Joey Elson says, What's with the whole Fashion Novas in the shred? Looking like my old grandpa's. <laughs> nice. 
doing trendy tricks. Remember when skateboarding was ultra pure? Hmm. We're going back to this again, but that's fine with me. Um, skateboarding to me is still ultra pure. To my, to me, I feel because like when you're so submersed in skateboarding, all that shit like kind of fades away. I see it. It, it. it is like I talked about it earlier, being like the trending thing where everyone's doing the same shit. It's weird. It's definitely weird, and it is like too much at times. But at the same time, I only give it like a second of thought because I'm like, these people are doing hopefully what they want with the skateboarding. If they all want to do that, fine. You know, it's whatever you want to do. But to me, the skating that resonates and connects with me is when it's someone doing skateboarding. When someone's skateboarding, you can tell it's their own version of it. Because you can tell they've put their heart and soul and personality into it. And when you do that and you don't fake it and you're not just trending or following a trend or trying to one-up and last thing or like trying it for numbers or clicks or virals or attention or whatever, but when you just skateboard for the sake of skateboarding because you need it or love it, it's like an expression, it's an outlet, it's whatever, like that produces something original because each person has their own little spark, their own little light, and you can kind of, it's like a piece of wooden wheels and you're not connected so you can interpret it you can take it and you can put your own style and spin on it and choose and pick and preference and all that stuff and you can curate something that's your own that's your own fucking feeling and expression and put it out into the world and share it and that's what i feel like video parts are like um yeah but all that trending stuff like it's funny especially when you see everyone dressing up the same like you see the cuffs and like when it just goes the same, it's just, like, too obvious, you know? But it's even the opposite of that sucks when it's too weird and there's no, like... Sometimes it goes the opposite where everyone's just getting super weird and crazy, you know? And like, it's just because we're, we're lucky. We get, we're in the internet age where you can see everything, you know? But my best advice or thing or whatever is just to say, like, figure out what stokes you out and then try to have your own little twist, your own little heartbeat involved with your skating. That way it's your own and it's not just a clone, you know? When I was younger, I definitely, like, copied people, like, their style a little bit. I took, like, bits and pieces from people because, like, you definitely get influenced when you're younger because it's so new and there's people that have been doing it for so long and you can tell that they, like, have their own thing and you're like, ah, I just, like, that's so cool to me. And then you, like embody it a little bit, you know, but you can't just latch on to one person and copy their style. I mean, you can, people do it all the time, but it's, skateboarding is yours, you know, it's like, yours is as much as mine, so like, you have an impact on it, you add to it, you know, you, you contribute to it in your own way, that way we can create shit together, you know what I mean, like, I don't know, you guys probably all know this, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's it for today, man. I'm psyched I got another Q&A done. You guys uh, come through with your questions solid, like, each time. I This is a lot of questions, so. And I'm happy we got to cover some ground, so. I'm going to go work on getting some of those guests on that I was telling you about early. Uh, I'm gonna get some emails going, so we'll see. And we'll have more podcasts coming, too, uh, soon enough. New vlog going up right now, I think. There might be one up on uh, YouTube.com forward slash All I Need Skate. Uh, if you want to check out anything I was talking about pertaining to All I Need, just uh, our website is allineedskate.com, and that's where all the vlogs, all the podcasts, all the product, we have our online skate shop. That's the hub. That's where you go if you want to check it all out. 
Um, yeah, thank you guys, and uh, thank you for sharing the podcast and for sharing the videos and interacting and commenting and, you know, supporting all I need and purchasing the stuff. Like, all you guys out there that cop something, thank you. Um, I'm usually shipping the boxes, so if you put a note in, if you go to the online store and you cop something like a hat, one of our hats or T-shirts or any of that stuff, um, shadow show mugs, <laughs> um, just put a customer note. Yeah, listen to the show. Thank you. I'll hook it up with so much stickers and random stuff. Like, it'll be worth your dollar. So just because... You know, this is the homie, these are the homies, this is the community, this is skateboarding, you guys are skateboarding. I fucking love it. Let's keep this going, man. Peace. That all I need, life.